Welcome to the Road to Black podcast, brought to you by the BJJ Physio. The BJJ Physio helps optimize the training of jiu-jitsu athletes so they can dominate their next performance. How do they do this? They provide strength and conditioning, physical therapy, and heart rate-based conditioning through a completely remote and online management system. Meaning you can be anywhere in the world and take your BJJ performance to the next level. Contact Dr. Wesley Reed at info at thebjjphysio.online or follow him at the BJJ Physio on Instagram to find out more. Also brought to you by Roll Union Jiu-Jitsu. Visit rollunion.com and follow Roll Union on Instagram to shop the latest jiu-jitsu styles. Roll Union brings you the best fitting geese on the market, the most comfortable rash guards, and premium soft jiu-jitsu tees. Next time you're in the market for some new gear, check out RollUnion.com for the stylish and the savage. Lastly, we're brought to you by DownToRoll.com. DownToRoll.com was born out of the need for an innovative way to find BJJ training partners during the COVID-19 crisis. With gyms being shut down for many across the globe, you can register at DownToRoll.com and find small group training partners in your area. You can message partners directly from the map and interact with other like-minded players on the Down to Roll exclusive network. Go to downtoroll.com and start training again now. Thanks for supporting our sponsors, and we hope you enjoy this episode of the Road to Black podcast. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Road to Black podcast, Wes, episode 21. 21. The slap. <laughs> I <laughs> heard around the world. Wow. Yeah. So we're what two a crazy, weeks, crazy weekend. We're two weeks after our first Galvao Gordon Ryan episode. Yep. And things have only amplified since then. <laughs> you can't so not did you talk watch, about it. You can't. So did yeah. you watch, did you watch WNO over the weekend? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was, I mean, it went like I thought it was going to go yeah. with the two main events. It was, you know, was some good back and forth but for a while with Gordon. Craig, I mean, that was quick, you know, and that's exactly what I, that's what everyone yeah, was kind of. Yeah, I, I thought the same thing. You know, he's, he's just a master to go against. You, you better know the leg game 100% if you're going against him, you know? I mean, yeah. that's it. So, and so does, he did. Here, here's a question Does that match change in the gi? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. Yeah, I think both so of too. those matches change in the gi, those yeah. two main events, you know? Um, because you got two no gi guys against two, you know, primarily gi players. Jimenez does both, but you know, he's just a stud. But yeah, it was, uh, yeah. It, it changes, but that's why you don't see Craig or Gordon compete in the gi because that's just, we all know how much, I mean, can you imagine how much it takes to be, uh, excel in both? It's, yeah. you know, there's a, they're different and there's, games. there's definitely people that do, but yeah. geez, that's just so, so much training to do yeah. to learn both sides efficiently and effectively, you know? Especially with all the legs, the additional leg game for me. I mean, that's the way I see it. Yeah. Um, when we with no gi, today's no gi world. But 
Yeah. I mean, Gordon talked shit all weekend, all week long since for two weeks since our last, you know, last time we chatted about this, but still going, going after Andre and his guys. It was things Gustavo Batista last week. And now this thing happened. What's, what was your take on that when you saw it? The slap? I, I really couldn't believe it. There was a lot going through my head because actually immediately the first thing I thought about was the podcast. Like, oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> about what like, we talked about before. <laughs> yeah, it, that's yeah. exactly right. And then, and then I was like, you know, there's always the, does this help the sport of jujitsu? Does this help the match to happen? Does it, mm-hmm. or does it hurt the sport of jujitsu? Does it, is it now, is it now too far? Have we crossed a line to where it won't happen? Because now we're, now there's been like a physical altercation where it's like, well, right. you know, so there was just a lot going through my head. I, you know, I probably watched it a handful of times. He got him twice. Yeah, and slapped the, him twice. The, the first one, I, in the first one, I mean, I mean, those were those are hard slaps. How do you it, not like? The, I think the question is now: how do you, how how do you not go after him after like two? You got slapped twice. Yeah, that was the thing that I, I realized. Like, so many people were like, "How the hell do you not?" Especially like you know, the macho jujitsu types. They're like. That would never happen, you know. I did yeah. not go after him, you know. How do you let that happen? So that was one thing that I kept on my mind all day today. It's like, how does Andre move beyond that? I think you almost have to have him in a match. Yeah, now. I think you do. Like, what? What else can you do? That is not an easy pill to swallow. Waking up on Monday morning, and you're now you're on just meme after meme after meme getting slapped twice, you know, and not really doing anything, not doing anything at all. Yeah, he didn't. So it just kind of, you know, it's, it's hard to say though, you know, you don't know what type of, we don't know what type of person Andre is in that regard, you know, fierce competitor and stuff, but this is something outside of that. That's, you know, got to think about that too. You know, this isn't, I, I just, it's just another aspect of it, you know. Yeah, he's, you know, he's a fa- he's a family guy. He's got, you know, you just. But it's rough. It's a tough spot. I mean, that's what happens when you have this polarizing figure like Gordon. You know, we're just talking about it. It's like you don't you get on that guy's bad side, and it's just going to be a hail of gunfire <laughs> memes yeah. and shit talk and. He does excellent he at it. He's great yeah. at it. He doesn't yeah. stop. It's just he doesn't constant. Stop. Yeah. I mean, this guy is dialed in on that phone. <laughs> he doesn't do anything <laughs> but train. He doesn't. He can't. Yeah, I know. You and yeah. I both have businesses online and you know how, I mean, it's time consuming and you know how it is being on social media and stuff and to post as much as he does, you are on there a lot. Yeah. And he, it, know, that, that's what it is. I mean, that, yeah. I'm not saying that's a negative. I'm just saying he's on there. Like, so you better be prepared. And he's responding to people. Oh yeah. He's, that's what I'm saying. Like if you're talking, you, first of all, nothing's going to get by him ever. And if you want to challenge on a shit, uh, good luck. Like he just shreds everybody one, one after another. So at this point you just better shut the fuck up. 
or I agree. Are prepared or just, to just get annihilated. <laughs> I mean, yeah. He is just lighting people up. Yeah, he's it's on not fire even right close. Now. Yeah. So he, uh, he needs a challenge, you know? That's another thing. It's like, you got to find that guy some fights. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, you can't just, this can't be your life where, especially as talented as he is, you know, you don't want this to be it where he's just having to, do this and getting slapped, you know, he's slapping guys and crazy press conferences. And I don't know, you know, because it's not going to wind up. I mean, hope maybe it'll lead to a fight with Andre, but what's the long plan here? You know, who's, who, how are we going to get this guy to some fights or maybe he needs to try MMA. He seems to have like the, the fucking confidence for it, you know? And yeah. He'd be a superstar if he learned mm -hmm. all that game, you know? So, but, Andre, tell you what, Andre fought in MMA, right? Yeah, I don't, I'm not entirely sure what his record is, but no. uh, yeah, he did. I know he did some MMA. You know, his Gordon's passing looked effortless. Oh, he's so good. It, it was. It looked systematic, man. It it looked completely effortless. Yeah, that night I was like, "Jeez," it. I mean, it was. It was just incredible. So he's, just, I, he's the best. He he's a guys whole. Up. He's on a whole other level. And you know he was nice with that arm bar the first time. Mm -hmm. He broke his arm. Oh really? I mean his. Uh, I mean an arm. You know, from being straightened, like it's yeah. fairly normal to have like, you know, five or so degrees, maybe ten degrees on some people. They're really, you know, anatomically uh, have this, but five or ten degrees of like hyperextension that's okay yeah. his arm was bent like 30 degrees backwards like, um it was yeah it looked, it looked and it wasn't at the elbow it was like way it's like way up here so i, I mean I, I, he's he said in his post post fight interview he broke it but wow then when i saw like the when i saw us like the like a slowdown like clip a of it. yeah slowdown clip i i paused it right on the like a moment, and I was like, "Oh man, that his arm's like thirty degrees I backwards didn't even in the wrong that. direction." Yeah. So, who knows? What, That's a tough knows, sport, man. Yeah, I mean, you're in that kind of event, and you're going against Gordon Ryan, and you already escaped one arm bar. You know, it's like you can bet that next one's going to be coming hard. When he called it too, did yeah. you see that part? He's oh, like, yeah. "I'm going to finish it's this with a mounted arm bar." What a weekend! <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> What a weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Shreds the other gym for two weeks straight. Basically shreds them all in social media. Then he calls his shot literally 20 minutes before his match, by the way. Yeah. It was, they said he was backstage. Huh, I'm just going to get on here and call the fight. That's how confident I am. I'm just going to get on here and put it on my Instagram. And <laughs> it's so crazy. And then goes out and does it. And then he goes and slaps the guy he's been talking shit to for weeks, months, a couple times, and just talks shit down to him when he comes back at him. Just yep. like, get the hell out of here. Oh, my God. Did, now, did you see? So when I was watching it live, I saw, you know, I saw um, Gordon walk up to Andre and offer his hand to shake. Yeah. I, but I didn't see Galval flip him off, which is what allegedly the story is. Mm -hmm. I know that there's people that have supposedly posted it 
on social media. I saw a photo of it or like a still. But it would it like I couldn't see it because they said he pushed him too. Okay. Yeah. See, I didn't see any yeah, of that. Yeah. I think he said he this is I I could have swore this is what Gordon said is he walked up to him to say what's up or whatever. And Andre pushed him back and flipped him off at some point. And I can't think I read that a couple of times. So I'm I mean, there you go. Especially if that happened. If you push him, he's Gonna, yeah. he's gonna come back and slap you, you yeah know? i mean that's, that's um, kind of fair game yeah i mean what do you expect by the way as much shit talking as they're both doing it's like what it's also odd that gordon was just going to shake his hand you know it's like man what's going on here like are these fights real what's obviously now they're getting real you know they're getting yeah a lot realer well, that was because you other- don't know because it's just shit talk for you know. Yeah, that's basically what it is until you fight. You know, you're just talking shit. But when shit comes down to it, <laughs> mono e mono and face to face, and no one's, you know, you're not hiding behind a phone or no matter what side. You know, it's like uncomfortable moments like that was. You know, it looked like it. It could have gotten. It could have escalated, but Donaher was in the middle of it, looking like a samurai <laughs> in a rash guard. You know. The bouncer. Yeah. Hilarious. So I guess my question, I mean, now if those guys do, if those guys do commit and sign to a fight, I mean, that has to be one of the biggest fights good, in yeah. jiu-jitsu, in, right? in recent history. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Just because also there's just so much shit talk now. I mean, oh, you can, that's that you was, can build, you know, you can build these fights up. That's what I was going to, that's what actually what I was uh, thinking about is if, and when they do sign to do it, mm-hmm. can you imagine how much shit talk there's going to be. Oh when my that God. happens. I don't know how there could be any more from Gordon. It's relentless. <laughs> They're really good too. He's re- and plus he has like an army of people that just create shit yeah, that's, for him too. That's the thing. not that he's asking him to, but that's just, you know, people tag him people all do? day long. Yeah. Tagging him in school shit all day long, and he just reposts it. I saw some funny ones today, like face swap videos, and there's some quality <laughs> shit on his. It's crazy, yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. It's, if it's you're Andre, there. though, what do you do? You have like, to do I it, think right? Of, yes, yes. I'm, it's almost like you have to challenge him to a fight, MMA fight. <laughs> it's like it's almost like jujitsu is not. I don't know. Like if you have, I think for your dignity, like there's a lot of big names calling him out today. Big names in jujitsu. Like Who, Andre? Yes. Yep. There's some big names that were just basically calling like, what a bitch. Crazy. Yeah. Straight up calling him out. Some are calling him out. Some were just like throwing shade that way. But I mean- I don't know, man. That was two strong slaps, like yeah, those, basically bitch big, slaps. Just, those and yeah, those were no joke. Those were like thuds. twice, twice, twice. Like, even after you know the first time. I, it's weird though. It kind of makes you think, um, what's going on in Andre's head or something? You know? Yeah, it is weird because if someone slapped me like that, you would think you would just be filled with rage and like just shocked. Or yeah. so, I don't know. Like you definitely, and then to do it again, I think I'd just lose my shit. At that point, you just have to 
<laughs> go after this person. Yeah. So, that's... I mean, he had hell of restraint. I don't know what the circumstances were, but, you know, and I'm not just condoning, hey, just sprawl because they slap you. But in some ways you can say he was a bigger man by not doing anything, but it doesn't look good when you're the leader of a jujitsu. That was these guys' point. It's like, yeah. this is jujitsu. You know, we're yeah. selling a martial art here. You can't let that happen. You know, for different reasons. I mean, that was the message I read from some, some big name guys, you know, so everybody's got their opinion and, you know, it, we don't know what the circumstances were really. Yeah. Or behind the scenes or these guys, they talk shit online and half the time they're messaging behind the back, you know, also talking shit behind, you know, private messaging. You've seen it. They've both shared yeah, yeah. both sides where, hey, this is what he's telling me or it's like. I don't know. Just get in there. Like we talked about before, he has a lot of ego. It's like no one wants to put it on the line, you know, or they only do in certain circumstances, you know? Yeah. And even Gordon last week with Gustavo, you know, his point, Gustavo, he wanted to basically have a gi. Did you see this? He wanted to have a gi and no gi match. Yeah. IBJJF rules. Okay. I say that's fair. Yeah, I agree. Like that's a fight that should they should make happen. Like, but even Gordon won't take that. You know, he just wants his own rule set, and that's when I kind of think it's like you can only talk shit so long. When that wasn't unreasonable, but he he would say, "Hey, this guy has no right to tell me what fights the rule set should be." Yeah, it's like okay, well, if you want this exact, you want to set it up exactly so that you have your rule set every time. There's not going to be a lot of competitors. You got to go. That's what I'm saying. But Gordon's a yeah. stud. Yeah, go do it and beat him in both. You know. Yep. You think Gordon like can't play the geese just because you know he doesn't? It's it's in their mind a lot. You know. You know what I mean? Yeah, yep. it's different. But this guy's a champ. Go kick everybody's ass everywhere. You know. Yep. And then he That's... wanted he wanted he wanted him he wanted to be if he did train in the gi he wanted to be underneath the mount with his arms over his head. Yeah. That, that why you know it's like so he could just have an out if he does end up like or does he want to prove that he can escape there or what what's the point of that like that should be a, here's a guy that does almost all gi matches versus a guy that does almost no gi matches the guy said he'd fight you probably not going to be for a lot of money but here's a competitor and the fans would want to see it man you know yep that'd be cool to see both sides and that you wouldn't, I don't, you know, I don't think that's where that ego comes into play. Wouldn't that be beautiful if they can put that on and you would I see know. the yeah. differences in both styles and fights and, you know, yep. we would love that as fans. It would be amazing. But there's ego involved, you know, it's yep. like Gordon would rather protect that ego than give the fans what they want to see. They're not going to think less of him, not true jujitsu practitioners. Yeah. He's got a lot of fans that don't even fucking do jujitsu. A lot. <laughs> he does. I know some. I know a lot of them actually. Really? Like I know people that follow him that don't do jujitsu. Yes. No way. Yes. He's polarizing. Like I've seen memes where guys are like they they'll even say or they'll say in the comments like I don't even my girl has no idea what jujitsu is but she follows him. You know. He's just like that. I look at him. He's very polarizing. Like that's crazy. Yes. Yeah. He's kind of transcending into other. He's a big name, you know, he's a big name when you're an athlete like that. So that's what I'm saying though. Like true jujitsu people, we would want to see that. Yeah. 
And sure, maybe some people, I'm sure Brazilians will want to root for him to lose, but hey, he can prove them wrong on both and then look out. <laughs> you know, he's just, you think he's good at talking shit now if he wins in the gi as well. He's trained in the gi. You know, I'm not yeah. saying he's going to like, yeah, he's a high level guy he would go against, but I don't know. Got to do something. You can't just sit here and never fight and go through yeah. the years. I, for him, for Gordon's sake, that's what I'm saying. He needs more challenges. I mean, this guy might be better off in MMA or something where he's got a lot yeah. more opportunity, you know? And because you can only be as great as you have people that are fighting you. It's like everything, you know, in life, right? Yeah. Rogan's been talking a lot about that with fighters and on his podcast lately, boxers and stuff and eras and how fighters are, you know, they're only as good as those champs that are next to him and fighting against him and fighting and wanting to, Gordon just yeah. doesn't have that. Yeah, even, right in his, even in his post fight, he was like, you guys got to get better. This is all the stuff I was doing <laughs> in 2018. It's yeah. And it's I, you crazy. can't argue against him. You know, it's like, it's, I can't either. I can't either. I mean, he's like, I'm evident. out here trying to show my A game stuff and I'm pulling out stuff from 2018 that I'm, it's on my DVD sets. It's like, he, he's like, you guys got to get better. And he's right to his point. It's, he's, it's the, he's right. Uh, he's, and the guy that everybody's he's so well-rounded too. the guy that everybody's putting all their, you know, eggs in that basket to fight him next is Galvao. Who's. 39, 38, 39 years old. Yeah, yeah uh, that's not, you know, that's so can be good. That's what I'm saying. I don't even know if that's the answer to have that fight. I mean, but I think if you're uh, Galval, he's got to do something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't take those two slaps, not do anything and not fight. So, man, you got to, he's going to have to do that ADCC fight. Like, that'll be huge if that happens. In the super fight. Wow. That'd be that great. Would be, it would be great. Even so, you know, it's okay, let's do it. You got a guy that's he's outaged. I mean, he's more than 10 years older. Yeah. But uh who else, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Pena. Everyone wants to see him fight Pena again. Yep. So but I don't think Pena Pena's got the some visa stuff going on, I think, is yeah, the big, but big he's, hang he's up like, there. And he said he'll meet him in Mexico. He's allowed to go to Mexico in quarantine so he can meet him there. And he's like telling him he wants to fight. I don't know. I just saw Pena's post. It's just all, it's so ridiculous. You know, it's like, get, just get this. This is what happens though. Cause literally that's not a big enough sport to where you have like promoters. Yeah. You know, that are like experienced to where they can offer real money. And it's no fault on these guys. It's just where our sport is right now, you know? Yeah. These got promoters that exist. They're really, they're great. And they do what, they do the best they can with what they got. But well, it's here's, just, there's not a lot, there's not a lot of money to entice people one way or another or, or organize, organization. Yeah. You know, there's, it's a lot of that, you know, you got to have people that can negotiate these things and really manage a bunch of different athletes and Right and now, by, it's just a bunch of shit talk online, and fights are never going to happen that way. By the time this next generation, this kind of new, this new breed of athlete that have been doing it their whole lives comes of age, Gordon's yeah. going to be kind of where Galvao is, where he's past yeah. a little bit past his, a little bit long in the tooth for being a um, world class competitor on the yeah. big stage, where he's competing with 
not that he's not a world-class competitor. It's just that he's, he's, he's a little bit older. Yeah. You know? So, you know, I mean, you've got going back to the Rotolo brothers. I mean, when those guys, you know, when those guys hit their, they're 17 right now, when those guys hit their physical primes, they're probably Mm -hmm. eight, 10 years away, you know, where they start entering that. And then it's, and, but it is also dependent upon what their path is, what they're, I mean, they're very special and they'll, you know, but it, it's going to take someone special, you know, because that's that's who Donaher's training over there. People that are like, you know, savages. But you have to know all all parts of the game, you know. That's why Gord's so great. You know, he can. He just he takes it to you no matter what. He's got these systems. That's what yeah. I love about him. It's just like you, and I don't even know enough about him. I want to start studying him more. But he's very systematic, so puts you where he wants you and then works until he gets to that next, you know, it's just, it's great. Yeah. I level. very, yeah. So far, so far without in no gi right now, he's the best. Yeah. You know, I just, I, it's hard to, it's hard to argue against that. So I so hope, it, I, I hope Wagner, I hope Wagner at least, you know, it's just, just you know that you know that guy comes, yeah, comes for a rough, rough yeah. fight, rough match. He's kind of older too, but go look at Gordon's latest post about that. He's already in on it. Oh, I know. <laughs> He's already shredded. <laughs> I know. Oh man, he was talking about. He's like, how- I'm gonna put him. He's like, I'm gonna come on top. I'm gonna be on top, and I'm gonna put him through some suffering for about 18 to 20 minutes first, and then I'm gonna finish him. Is what he said. Watch, he'll do that. Yeah. So, yeah. But, you know, he's, he's the best competitor out there right now in that game. So, it's, I know. Yeah. In both the shit talking and on the, on the, in the no gi. So hopefully, so, uh, hopefully somebody gets him some matches. Yeah. Speaking of competitors, we had a Q&A, Instagram Q&A, social media Q&A. You want to talk about that? Hobbyist training versus competition training. Yeah, hobbyist training versus competition training, and is it possible? Uh, I'm having a hard time remembering the exact. So I, I got it. I got it here. You got it. It's uh, yeah. So basically, it's uh, the question was: is how do you navigate it on the daily? Hobbyist training versus competition training, and can a hobbyist truly make it in a school with a high emphasis on competition? And yes. what this person means is. Can they enjoy the environment and their own training journey without feeling insecure or like they're not doing enough uh, relative to the competitors or, you know, whether it's helping them or what, you know, training around them? Good question. Really, really good question. Deep question. Uh, A lot to unpack there. Um, From the physical aspect, just because that's what I, I, I handle this question a lot. From the physical aspect, there's different types of training for different types of athletes. And I think that every person needs to have a really deep, not just understanding, but be secure in where they're at as an athlete. Um, That's the key word. Secure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I classify people into recreational, amateur, and pros. 
the training for each one of those types of athletes are, they all look completely different. Um, and their needs are completely different. And so I think that, so I like to train hard, but I still put myself in that recreational plus category where I train hard. Um, competition is not on the forefront of my mind right now. You know, mm-hmm. like if I can get, you know, maybe I'll compete a few times at the end of this year. But even that, it's, you know, it's still not the. No. You know, you don't business. have it on your calendar. You don't no, have it's not, several yeah, competitions yeah. on your calendar. Yeah, it's not. Basically. It's not the big. It's not a, my huge emphasis right now. It's yeah. not what I'm putting. It's not even on. It's not even on like the top five, probably not even the top eight things that I'm worrying about right now. Yeah. You know, doesn't mean I like don't like to train hard. It just means that. For a, from a recreational, recreational plus standpoint, um, it means that I have to take care of my body in a way that makes sense for me. And yeah. when you are in a training room with professional athletes, um, their training looks completely different and they, you know, they parse their training up and their skills training and then they also have their strength and conditioning stuff off the mats, which is basically every day. That's a, it's mm-hmm. just so much, it's so much load. Yeah, I can't, I can't endure that. Most people can't endure that. Um, and I'm super cool with that. I'm super secure with where I'm at, and yeah. I listen to my body based on my understanding of this is this is where I'm at as an athlete. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean I'm still not going to give those guys good looks. I'm still not going to try and help those guys. I'm still not going to try and uh, contribute something positive to their training. Mm-hmm. It just means that I have to know where I'm at so that I, I can take care of my body and be able to train the best way that I can whenever I'm on the mats. Yeah. So that's how I parse things out um, in terms of, being in physically you know and so can you enjoy can you physically and um contribute to being in in that environment yes can you enjoy it yes but you have to be secure with where you are and listen to your body and be okay with it yeah you know it's not have reasonable expectations have reasonable expectations understand that well it's in the question itself if you're a hobbyist or recreation if you're asking the question you probably know right i mean it's like you this person obviously isn't like a competitor so a big thing about this is that you have to separate and it all goes back to everyone's journey is completely unique you know you got to separate the fact that all black belts aren't created equal. Okay? Yeah. We're on the road to black. The hobbyist, it's going to take that person a certain amount of years and time and effort to get there. The competitor, the same, right? Same thing. How much time, how much commitment, effort. Now, the competitor might get there faster because they're training more. They're training more intensely. They're training more often. They're competing. They're challenging themselves. That's okay. But what you have to realize is that's not you. Yeah. 
You know, that's the number one thing. You're not that person. So you can't have that expectation, nor do you, do you should you try to live up to that expectation because you won't because you're yeah. not there. So you have to be real with yourself. And, you know, and, and that's if you're just being honest with yourself, you know. Um, and some people might have envy towards those people because they advance faster or they, they're getting the glory of competing or I wish I could compete more. I wish I could. You know, you could do those things, but you're not doing them. So there's just, that's just where you are. You know, if you're yeah. a super into it competitor, you're going to know you're going to want to compete in a lot. You're going to be focused on that throughout the year. If you're going to be successful in competitions, like it has to be part of your training throughout the mm -hmm. year. Yeah. You can't just, you know, slough off for a bunch of, I mean, it's, you know, you're going to have a regimented training protocol. You're going to be competing every whatever monthly, couple months, yeah. every couple months, whatever it is for you. Um, you know, that's to me the competitor. It's not the person that tr competes like maybe me, where I've competed you know, a couple times this year or three times that year. I mean, that's, yeah. yeah, you're competing, but it's, I know I can do more in terms of being more focused on competitions, but that's just not my reality at the time. Yeah. You know, at points in time, I was way more focused on com competitions, yeah. but I'm saying like now it's not at all. And there's so nothing just wrong with yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. There's just depends. There's just, that's what I'm saying. You just have to, and you're going to go through peaks and valleys. Maybe yeah. you compete a lot as a blue belt and you don't compete, or maybe you want to challenge yourself more as a brown belt versus what you did before. It doesn't. So what, but I think what you can parse this out is that no matter where you're at in your journey or that person across the mat from you, you had just have to realize, you know, both physically, like you said, but also just where are you at in your journey? You know, yeah. you can't hold yourself be comfortable with where you're at is basically yeah. it. There's definitely space. The other part is just the academy itself, right? There's, it's hard to say what this, this listener kind of chimed in with the question, but what it depends on the, on the location or on your academy, right? Most academies though are going to tailor to, or we're going to have more people that don't compete. I would say mm -hmm. maybe not, yeah. but not, not like, superstar competitors let's say people dip their toes in you challenge yourself there's more and more competitors actually you know there's more competitions that's great there's that's that's awesome but most schools will also have the aspect or most coaches will also kind of um want to put out there that the academy is safe for people that don't want to compete as well you know you're probably yeah. not going to walk into too many where they're like hey you can't train here because unless you compete Mm. I don't think. I mean, that'd be a bad business decision. For sure. So, um, you know, it's competition's not for everyone, but jujitsu can be, you know. There's there's plenty of examples for that. So you just have to find your space out there and understand where you're at. And, you know, if if you're in maybe there's certain classes that are more competitor based, you know. I know several academies around here, they have competition classes and yep. very specific nights or something where, and that makes sense, you know? So day-to-day -day training, you're going to, you're probably going to find, and I think that's all schools. You're going to find all walks of life. It's just where you fit in. Even at the greatest schools, you know, at, at the Blue Basement, Henzo's, there's going to be people that are hobbyists, recreation, yep. and just yep. doing it for, you know, for fun. So, and the other part of that was, can you enjoy the training environment? I, I believe maybe at a place where there's a lot of professionals. Is that, is yeah. that kind of what I'm drawing? Mm -hmm. 
Yes. Yeah. I I also genuinely believe that even as a hobbyist, somebody or you compete a handful of times, whatever your situation is, you're not a professional. Um yes, you can. You can not only enjoy it, but you can also contribute mm-hmm. to a positive cuz chances are if you're in an environment where maybe uh maybe the person maybe you feel out of place or a lot of other people are competing and you're not in a good place to compete whatever the circumstances chances are if you kind of look around there's somebody else that's feeling the same thing mm-hmm. and also um maybe maybe they're looking for some help or some guidance and so i think that um if there's a lot of competitors maybe there's some pros hanging around um yeah i think i think it becomes about trying to especially if you have if there's some high level competitors there try and suck up as much of that knowledge as you can yeah. but also just again going back to it not trying to be a professional athlete yeah. if you're not a professional athlete yeah don't try to be an amateur where you're competing you know, a handful of like five or seven competitions in a season or whatever, mm-hmm. and you're trying to go to that next competitive level. Um, not trying, just not trying to be that. So by taking the stress away of, yeah, I'm trying to do this or that, or I'm not feeling like there's a lot of pros around, lots of people competing, and I'm not mm-hmm. in that, by depressurizing the situation, and just being comfortable. Uh, this, I have a family. Secure. Yeah, I have a family. Secure with it. Yeah. I have and a it family. In, in, it, Whatever it's it the, is. It's in the question itself. It says, you know, how do you enjoy the environment um, without feeling insecure? Ba- basically, because that you kind of answer your own question there. You know, it's basically this person is like, you feel like you're not doing enough relative to heavy comp- competitors in terms of yeah. training. So, don't compare yourself. Yeah. That's really what it is. There's, your journey is going to be different and unique. You know, maybe you don't have the RPMs for that day, or maybe you're not training as often as a competitor. But again, you're still going to get there if you do the due diligence and train, yeah. um, no matter what your goal is. But yeah. this person's, you know, obviously comp- uh, in, in, their, in their mind, comparing themselves either to a person or a certain group of people or just to the work ethic, you know? And that, that is totally understandable by the way, you know, cause it's like, you just look over there and you see so-and-so just putting in the work and the effort. It's like, am I doing enough? Sometimes, you know, it's like, should I be doing that? Should I, is that required? No, everyone's going to have a different level. Um, But you can't be, jealous or envious of that person because they're putting in the work, you know? Yeah. So that's a good question. And it, it's, it, it, it goes, it goes back to that, the whole thing where there's different levels of, of belts. And we've talked about this on multiple podcasts, you know, it's, it's not always cut and dry and so black and white in terms of, you know, this person's a blue belt and a purple belt or, you know, it's any given Sunday type situation. You yeah. Know, it depends on what, what's going on that day, 
what you know we shared that that post from nathan before about mm-hmm. you don't ever know what's going on with that black belt so don't think you got one over on them yeah you know um a lot there's just a lot of a lot involved with it and there's just so many different instances just think about it think about your last training session on the mat and who those people were and they all have different backgrounds and mm-hmm. different experiences maybe some competed several times maybe one's never even done a competition you know it's just yeah. such different vast differences in their experiences so but i get it you especially if you're training with a certain group of people and you know so and so those two people over there man they are in every competition and i even feel that you know but it more motivates me you know yeah um or or i feel I feel motivated, whether it motivates me to compete, but it does does make me want to work harder because I'm like, these people are putting in the effort. I know what it takes to do competitions and to train for them and the mental focus that it takes. And it's a lot, you know, if you're taking it serious. So um, it's motivating to see people out there putting themselves out there. And that's why if you've ever competed, you know, you really respect people that get out there and put it on the line. Yeah. And there's some, you know, there's a, a couple things uh so you and i for the listeners paul and i have been we're main training partners for a, a good while and um you know there were times where i wasn't doing a competition and you were were doing a competition mm-hmm. and it doesn't i would still even though we were in different training phases it was like by me showing up i still wanted to give you good looks I yeah. still wanted to be able to contribute to where you're at and your training and my training. For sure. I was, you know, going through whatever circumstance where I wasn't doing that competition on that day and I was still yeah. a ho- ho- hobbyist plus. Mm-hmm. Um, but by just by me showing up and giving you some good looks and some. Oh, yeah. It's so important. It's so I mean, that's important. Who- and that's the, that's the piece. If, if I'm not even competing, but I'm st- I'm still contributing, and that is yeah. contributing to a positive training environment for sure, and helping somebody else, and highly appreciated. You know? Highly appreciated. So you're, I mean, that's that's you're only as good as those people training you're training with. So yeah, every train every role counts, you know, especially when you're in competition mode. Um, yeah, but. Uh, I've had great experiences with it both ways, you know. Um, yeah. I've had partners that for years just competed all the time, you know, or there was a time when I was doing a lot of competitions for a couple of years there, but in my in my mind is a lot. Not really. But uh it's it's intense, you know, doing competitions. So anything you can do to help that person out. I that's I like doing that now, especially cuz you know, our coach Manny bringing us up. He's always v- always been like the guy to coach you up before a tournament yeah so for me um so i try to pass that on as well like if i know guys are competing i'm making sure i'm kind of watching them and holding them accountable and giving get making sure they get good rounds and yeah that was the thing i liked about manny is like i didn't ever compete before um you know obviously i mean i when i started doing jiu-jitsu i started when I did my first couple of competitions as white and blue belt, I would, I didn't know what was going on or what to do, but like even in trainings before Manny's very vocal, almost like a coach on the sidelines. So that's awesome. You know, it's like, yeah, 
he'll see that there's a minute on the round. It's like, there's one minute you need to get, you know, you need to yeah. pass, get past the guard right now. You're down two points or whatever it is, you know, um, he puts up these scenarios while you're mid roll. So it kind of puts pressure on you, but it also kind of teaches you to not, you can't slough off in training, you know, with competition yeah. coming up, you know, it's, so that's, yeah, that's awesome. You can do that as a training partner, you know, I mean, yeah. you can help your training partners out by doing that. And, um, whether it's giving them a tough role or a certain situation, you know, there's yeah. set something up, you know, Hey, I, you need to get a sweep right here, you know? So you make it yeah. hard as hell to do it and put them through hell, you know, and you don't have to be a competitor to do that. So you can just be a hobbyist that gives somebody a hard time. Um, if, if anything, that's what you want to do. If you, if you don't compete, you've, you've already said it a couple of times, but Hey, give that person hell, you know, don't give up like fight. Like, yeah. Cause they're, they're only gonna be as good as you put up a fight. So. Yeah, um, I mean, it's good to have a tough room when you're going to a competition. Obviously, you know, you've you come out of a little mini camp or something, and you're like, this person's not going to be as good as that. Those three brown belts that just beat the shit out of me. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah. That's what I always, you know, because when I was competing as a purple belt, I'd be like, man, yeah, I mean, you can't expect anything more than I'm already getting whooped by these black belts in here. Yeah. That's the way I always looked at them. That's like, exactly right. So. And that that matters so everyone everyone's vote counts on the mat it does and you know to you know it's not so much it's jiu-jitsu is kind of interesting in that when you go out on the competition stage and you go out on the mats you know it's you versus that one person but also to a certain degree jiu-jitsu is also a team sport where you have mm -hmm. to have a team around you in order to prepare for that moment yeah, you know, you true. have to, you have to have those, you have to have people, whether they're, whether they're also competitors or whether they're not, Yeah, you know, ever, you have to have those people to help you, um, prepare for that moment and sure. everybody's, 100%. everybody's, um, everybody's help is super important. It's yeah. just, it's, if you don't have that and you end up, you know, and you go into a competition, you don't have, you don't have that team around you. You're ill-prepared. You are ill-prepared for what's coming. Yeah. You know, it means and, something. So it's one big team, you know, so it, and I've heard it said before, you know, but when you're in an academy, it's takes all those moving parts, you know, it, 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 you, it needs the new person. It needs yeah. the new hobbyist. It needs the, they, your, they, your veteran purple belt. You know, yeah. where you, or, you know, what I mean, whatever, blue belt, you've been a blue belt for 10 years, you know, that happens out there. It needs those yeah. people because that's what jujitsu is. It's a mix of all, all those types of people that kind of make those academies and the families, you know, because yeah. that's how they are, you know, it's how families are, you know, everyone's different. You have a bunch of unique styles and lifestyles and yeah, you're going to find some gyms that are just, you know, like the autos and stuff where it's like a. They're all, you know, there's yeah, certain classes. It, they probably have their own competitor classes, you know. So, but for the most part, especially as much people as, as many people as are doing jujitsu now, they have a lot of new people. So yeah, yeah, you don't um, you don't have to be a a competitor to um, or even a stud competitor. Yeah, yeah, try it out. You know, challenge yourself. Don't make it so scary. You know, because that was the thing with me competing. I always like. I'd have to catch myself. I'm like, this isn't the UFC. Why am I putting so much pressure on myself? Yep. 
I'm like some guy in my 40s just putting, you know, so I took a lot of the fun out because I would just stress about all that so much, you know, but it is, you know, it's, it could be stressful. It is stressful because you have to, Yeah, it's like anything you do, you, you put it out there, put it on the line, you know, especially because, yeah. especially for me, it was like, I feel like I would do better. I wanted to compete in 2020. Obviously that the whole thing went out the window, but the more confident you get in jujitsu and the more you learn, I feel like that you get a little more comfortable yeah. out there. Um, because a lot of my stress was that I literally, like, especially as a white, I didn't know what the hell I was going to do out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just didn't. Yeah. And even Bluebell was just like, you know, because I also think, in my opinion, there's something to be said about, I kind of hit on this earlier, but you can go out and challenge yourself a couple times a year, that's great, you know, whatever yeah. it is. But I think if you're gonna if you're gonna be in that competitor group that you're saying, you know, both physically but also mentally, that you have to be checked in mm-hmm. throughout oh, the yeah. year. Yeah. Like all the most successful competitors I know, they are competitors. Yeah. There's not they're not I'm a competitor this year versus this year. Yeah. Or it's um I'm in it to win it. You know what I yeah. mean? So it's a it's a different level of focus, a hundred percent. Yep. I mean, it just is like I, a lot of the reason why I hadn't done as many competitions in the past, even at purple belt, it was just because I didn't, I couldn't commit mentally. I could not yeah. commit. I'm, I cannot dedicate my mindset to that. Cause every time I compete, it's like the next month I'm dialed in, you know, yeah. with my, with my diet with my training, I mentally, the yep. game plan, you know how it is. Oh yeah. The second it's you a hit, submit, yeah, yeah, exactly. the second you hit submit on that payment for yeah. that competition, it it I mean it it's like a sh- it's a shift. Yeah, you're and like the next training session. You're like exactly okay. Like I need it's to a start very putting big a mental commitment. Big me- big big commitment. Big time. You have to start. Let's, I have to start putting my game together. I have to. Mm-hmm. The intensity has to start amping up. Um, I have a target now. Yeah, and that's good for for some for a lot of people. I think for everybody at some point or another. I think if you are feeling stagnant in your jujitsu, even just one competition can kickstart. Yeah. I really do believe that one competition can kickstart um, getting out of that rut because mm-hmm. it puts you into a situation where now you have something to train for. Yeah. You know, your, your diet changes, your, your focus, focus in the gym changes, goes through the roof. your, you are, your intensity, everything shifts. Yeah. Everything changes. And so I think, um, and for deep, you know, and obviously when the, I'm kind of like you in that, um, when I commit to that, it's like everything that, everything in yeah. the world revolves around that. Should aspect. it be that? No, I don't Is think it so. For everyone. That's when you were saying I, that, repeating after me, I was like, Maybe there's people that just sign up and I mean, maybe that's the way to go. You're just like, Hey, there's a competition tomorrow. Okay. I'm just going Let's in. Go. You're so loose. Yeah. I mean, that maybe that's the answer. Maybe that's why I'm not, I haven't been so great in competitions. I'm like putting all this pressure on, but it, it it's just, it's all, again, it's a very unique personal situation and it's yeah. all what your personality is, you know? It, yeah. You know, I'm sure all, a lot of us has taken these competitions too far in some degree, mm-hmm. but others would say, no, well, if you want to win the gold, you want to be the best. That's what you got to do. So we're here talking as people that are in masters competitors, you know, so, and, and we're both people that 
that's not a, we we're that's not our hundred percent goal is to yeah. be a competitor. So everyone has different experiences. You know, you can call it age or whatever, but I know people my age that are in competing one month after another. So it just it is what it is. You know. Yeah. Um, I do my main thing to do jujitsu is just have fun and hang out and have fun and the camaraderie and just learning something. And it's just so damn fun, you know? Yeah. Hanging out. Um, competitions are a great challenge, but you know, they're not for everyone. They're not for everyone. And it doesn't mean you can't advance through jujitsu without it. So don't expect that you're going to be on the same path or the same road to black as somebody that's competing all the time. Yeah. Because they're real they're literally training more than you and learning more. Competitions themselves, there's that old adage, it's like comp- uh, one competition is like worth, I don't know what it is, 30 days of training or something. Yeah. And it's true. Like if you've ever learned a lesson yeah. in competition, you win or you learn, those type of things, like I, those the things I've done wrong in competitions, they literally stick in my mind. I mm-hmm. do not those are some of the corrections that I've made like instantly. Yeah. Like stupid yeah, things. Yeah, right away. Yeah. Like they really stick with you and you just learn so much about what the pace and what works and what doesn't work and and the preparation as well. That's why one competition means 30 classes or whatever. Yeah. It's just a wealth of you're just like cramming it all in there, you know? And especially if it's like a big one, you know, where you don't, your whole gym's preparing. Now you have this whole different wavelength of, hey, these are the competition classes. You know, if it's, you've, we've seen yeah. it at our gym yeah. where people get geared up for worlds and stuff. It's, um, it's impressive. It's cool. You know, I, it's fun. I know a lot of guys that love to compete, you know, and it's, yep. I'm, I'm very motivated by it. You know, I have a yep. good friend, my name, my friend, Matt Gillette, like, I, w- I was a blue belt and I didn't know if I'd ever even compete again, but just being around this guy, just, I com- I've never competed so much for that year. Like as a purple belt when I got my purple belt. So, uh, he was just such an elite competitor competing all the time, like several, a couple times a month, you know, just constantly. And that, I just admired that because it's like, this is someone that's just truly challenging themselves just so much, you know, and you grow a lot from that. Yeah, a lot like these people, these competitors I know, they don't even realize the growth they have and how, you know, some of our coaches as well, guys that compete a lot. Yeah. It's like, that's why they're just, they're so knowledgeable and they're so calm in certain situations and stuff. They've just been at such, put yourself out there so many times. You grow so much from that. Yeah. Yeah. Even, you know, even, even with competition, you know who, who helped me? I've mentioned his name on the podcast a bunch before, but Bo, uh, my buddy Bo, he's yeah. a black belt. He really helped me with depressurizing the entire situation because yeah. it's it's really easy to kind of like we've been talking about. It's really easy to escalate and just oh, get yeah. like, um, and he was always, especially after I, you know, got it handed to me at at Masters Worlds in 2017, mm-hmm. he was right there. He was, don't worry about it, man. This, yeah, the, this is not that big of a deal, you know. Yeah, this is really these are just hard roles that you pay for. Yeah, and um, he was really good about helping me depressurize those situations. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, on top of that, like you were saying, having fun with jujitsu. I mean, it it really should be fun. 
Yeah. If 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 you're feeling if it's not fun, then don't, don't do it. <laughs> do, don't do it or figure like out the why the competition. It's not, the competition. Yeah, yeah. You know, if it's not for you, but you gotta. Yeah. I think I think it's I think it's I probably believe that everyone should try it for sure. Try to just get out yeah. there and feel the nerves and feel what it's like to really. It's kind of mind boggling when you first get out there yeah. how whoa like yeah. fast paced and like my first match at white belt i don't even remember like it just you know it's just so crazy if you've never done anything like that you know people just ride around you and but afterwards i just felt you feel alive especially yeah. when i did it the first few times I was like oh my god i yeah. always feel great after i compete yeah though. i know I, I always do i always I, feel so accomplished it's like you just put in so much work whether you win or you lose it's like Sometimes you, you know, I have a loss and it's like, oh man, I just want to get back out there. I just, I want to get that, you know, get that yeah. one back. And, but those are the lessons you learn. And that's it's, why it's intense. You have five minutes to prove for me as an, as a master athlete, yep. you know, whatever it is for you, five, six, seven minutes to prove yourself on the mats with somebody that's there, your skill level, they're your size, your strength, your age, you know, it's like, there's your test. When I, uh, I had just got my brown belt. Um, let me see. It, it was within 10 days of getting my brown. So I had signed up for a competition. I think it was like the master's cup or something. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, had, I had signed up and like 10 days before the competition is when I got my brown belt. And so it was like, I was a brand new brown belt jumping into a competition and this guy he'd been a brown belt for a while yeah and i went to the i went to the belt i lost i went to the uh buzzer with this guy um lost on points and i got off the mat and i was it was such an awesome experience because you know i went into that match thinking man i'm gonna get just like dialed I mean, he's gonna like he's gonna he's gonna tune me it was up in your head though you know and i got off the mat and yeah i lost lost on points he didn't finish me and i you know we fought to the bell yeah and uh i got off the mats he didn't like it wasn't it was on points but it wasn't like a to me it didn't feel like a dominant yeah victory and so i for me there was a huge confidence boost that you i was hang. like Oh, I can compete in this division. Like yeah. this isn't like out of my spectrum or my realm of of my skill set. Like mm -hmm. so for me I lost the match, but I got off the mats and I was like, "Oh no, I belong here." Yeah. Like and so that was a big moment I think for me, especially my confidence that um you you could still lose a match and still yeah. have be like yeah, that was have like a good positive outcome at the end, For which sure, it should yeah. be. It should feel that way. And, and um, it's common. Most people, I mean, there's going to be people that are pissed off, but there's a reason why you see people posting about their second and third place medals. I mean, because you get proud, you're proud of it. You know, yeah. you put it work, you put the work in. You know, yep. Every, there's always going to be losers out there. There's a, a special look at. Name the great competitors you personally know, like, you know, local people or whatever. They all lose. Yeah, they do. <laughs> it's like, they all do. Uh, you know, it's just that that's what the sport's about, you know. 
unless you're a, like a Gordon Ryan or something where, but. And you know, he's, he's going to get his. Yeah. And, and another point is, and Gustavo, to Gustavo Batista's point again, he's like, hey, I do, I do, I'm fighting six, seven matches in a day, you know, that's, and that's no joke. Yeah. It's not like you're going out there for one super fight. So when you're doing IBJJF, you know, you got to run through a bracket or something. It's tough. That's, yeah. So, you know, and I know competitors, my friends have just won the biggest tournaments there are. And to run through brackets like that and people, that's just so hard. It's, it takes so much it's, mental fortitude. And yeah. I have so much respect for these guys. I mean, I've never won anything big, but man, it's, it's crazy because if you get to the bigger events, master, you know, especially for a master's competitor, master worlds, or obviously worlds or pan yeah. or anything, the people that are winning, they're, they are in competitor mode. Yeah. <laughs> None yeah. of them are like just barely dipping their toe in here or there. Or I'm yeah. only competing. Like most people, you know, cause you feel it when you go to the com competitions, there's, there's some very serious athletes. I mean, yeah. But that's the point of this whole podcast is that you can be on one spectrum or, or another. Yeah. You know, you can be the the hobbyist in the gym or you can be the the guy at the Pan Ams, you know, taking the absolute black belt, yep. you know, just and everything in between. Double gold. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Everything in between and it's important to that we have all that. So And the big just being secure with where you're at. That's it. You know, that's it. Thanks for the question. Listener, keep sending them in, guys. Um, Wes will be posting this every week or so, sending yeah. some questions. We got right on this one, so we appreciate it. Um, it's a good topic. We'll probably be talking about this yeah. a lot more, yeah. sharing our experiences. Um, if you guys got anything else, check in with us on social media at The Road to Black Podcast. Check out Wes's business at the BJJ Physio. Go set, get set up with some training programs um you want some new new apparel rollunion.com um i got you a got release coming up works yeah i was gonna I ask got, you i got some new geese coming out at least by april you know right around that time so can you give us some details okay um, what can you give us what can you what what can what little what little nugget it's the first you? time we're doing a double release on color so you'll have two options to choose from and it's no pre-order. So that's the biggest thing is there's going to be a little bit of a stock that I'm going to buy. It's a, it's going to be a, um, you know, it's small batch. That's just our company's small. We're an independent company and most independent companies have small batch releases. Um, that's what we'll do. I won't say how small, but you know, basically when they come out in the store, you better get it if you want it. So, um, there's not going to be a pre-order when you start hearing about it. You'll know the release date at that date. Go jump on it if you got your sizes. Uh, if you got you know a standard size, there's going to be a few more of those. If you have an odd size and you're listening to this, if you're an A2H, an A3L, some odd size, and you know you want to buy a Roll Union gear on its next drop, send me a personal DM at Roll Union. Tell me what. Tell me you're interested in a size, and I will make sure we get one of those ordered for you because I'm not joking. These are going to be in and out. So, and we're going to move on to the next one. That's how we're going to do it. So um, I had a lot of interest. So we will we'll be getting a few more of these ones so we don't sell out as fast, but 
you guys will be the first to know here on the road to black. So um, check it out. If you guys want any special sizes, what I'm saying, shoot me a DM because I know some listeners do use special size. We don't buy, we don't make as many of those because you know. So you'll see some companies just make A1, A2, A3, A4. Mm-hmm. That's it. So we like to offer some of the special sizes. They're real popular. So we will have some in stock. But if you know you're an oddball size, you better shoot me a DM at Royal Union. Otherwise, all I can say is they're going to be, I'm really excited about this one. Um, they're going to be dope. Dude, this is the first time I've worn an, an A1 long. It looked good on you in your dude, Instagram post. Dude, <laughs> fits. Yeah, like a glove, man. I mean, it, it is just like it is. It's a perfect. Love it. Perfect length. I mean, the pants are yeah. nice and snug. I mean, you know, I yeah. don't like. I I like my geese to fit like that. Yeah. I like them to fit. Mm-hmm. That's why, like, almost like they're like, tailored to you. You know what that's I mean? Why I don't like a lot are of cloth. liking my geese. Yep. yep. I, I don't like a lot of sleeve grips. I don't like a lot of cloth. Yeah. I don't like a lot. Like I like good it. Good luck getting be... a little, good luck getting a knee grip. Yeah. On one of my keys. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Everybody said it's hard to get that grip on your knee. I mean, it's, I like that. That's the style I like. So, um, you know, they're more tailored cut and just thinner, you know, um, that's why we offer some of the bigger sizes. If you would rather have a, you know, the, the A1L is just a thinner A2 to be honest. So, um, it's a popular size and we will have some of those in stock, but not a whole lot. So, all right, guys, enough about us. We'll see you next week for episode 22. Thanks for listening to this episode of the road to black podcast. Once again, please support our sponsors, the BJJ physio contact Wes. He'll hook you up with some customized programming for your game. Take it to the next level therapy performance the BJJ Physio. Also, Roll Union Jiu-Jitsu. Check out the latest styles, Jiu-Jitsu, casual wear, training gear. Check them out, RollUnion.com. Follow on Instagram, at RollUnion. Thanks again for listening, everyone, and we will see you next time.